0: Today's guest is Charlize Brown. She is a 27-year veteran teacher and author of the books, Making a Difference in the Classroom and Answering the Call to Teach. So welcome, Charlize.
1: Thank you so much, Stacey. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing well. I'm doing great, and right about now, we're looking at... You know, the back-to-school time, right? So we're glad to have you on our podcast series. And why don't you tell us a little bit about both of your books, Making a Difference in the Classroom and Answering the Call to Teach, especially what
1: some of the readers' takeaways would be? Sure, Stacey, sure. And what an appropriate time this is for this uh, discussion um, making a Difference in the Classroom and Answering the Call to Teach were both products of a mentee that I had some years back that came to my room from Texas A&M University and said, "Miss Brown, you ought to write a book. And therefore, the two books were born. The uh, books are actually about uh, making a difference in the classroom is primarily about mentoring teachers and also teacher attrition, what makes someone stay in the classroom or gravitate toward teaching, and how to keep teachers in the classroom. And uh, most people may know that the attrition rate for teaching is very high right now. So that book is actually uh, about the reality of teaching that some people don't realize before going into the profession. And answering the call to teach is basically saying that teaching is a vocation and not a profession. Uh, it's my personal belief through my 27 years that I have seen people go through training programs for uh, education, uh, colleges and all to get degrees. And what happens is uh, they're not fit to be a teacher, so they don't find that out until the three to five years that's usually the attrition rate for teaching uh, in the classroom. Um, So this book actually is to hone in on the gift that people have way before they enter into, say, the college age level. But to identify people, say, students as young as eight years old, um, how to groom the gift, how to identify that they even have a gift. So hopefully those two books combined will help uh, not only teaching programs to uh, fine-tune what they offer as far as courses and also adjusting more than anything else, adjusting their programs to include more field work uh, for teachers, uh, candidates, than what's offered right now.
0: So Charlize, with so many teachers out there not really making it right, not not or realizing it's not for them, right? So not kind of deciding that it just really wasn't the right choice. There's got to be you know talented teachers out there where it is right for them, it is the right choice. And of course, you know it must take a lot to recruit these talented teachers and also retain them. What what really needs to happen for schools to do that?
1: a complete overhaul, Stacy. Um after 27 years I've seen uh different strategies come into play and different people saying different things and you have what I call these waves. Everything goes up and then comes back down again. But nothing really sticks. Um what the the whole problem is, no one's looking at the reality. So once a teacher graduates, let's take this instance. I've just graduated out of this fantastic program from this really well-known school and I'm I'm so excited in the classroom. Some colleges are actually tracking their teacher candidates like two or three years out from graduation. What they're finding is people are saying to them they weren't prepared and that's so alarming um, because I've spoken at national conventions and what's governing the whole conversation is but I thought we did everything right. You know, we had this course. We had two years of core classes, two years of field study. What they're missing is the children. It's not so much studying psychology. There's a lot of courses in that going up to teacher certification and all. But it's about how children perceive you. And so when the new teachers are getting into the classroom, what they're finding is that nothing they studied, prepared them for what they're getting or what they're seeing. It's not all textbook. So the young lady who inspired me to write the books um, at Texas A&M University, I spoke with her a lot about just the realism part. Um, most teacher programs don't prepare their candidates for, the, say, the amount of paperwork that's involved with teaching. Um, The grading part, how much of your personal time is actually taken in teaching. Uh, Some people say, oh, but teachers get off the summer and the Christmas holidays and all. There's hardly ever a time to rest as a teacher. So all of these little tiny, uh, I would say, fine print um, clauses that's in your contract for teaching those things are not included in the preparation process. So a lot of teachers are caught off guard. And with that, combined with, say, low salaries, hardly any resources, having to take your own money for supplies, all of those things are included in the the whole overall decision that teachers have to make. And they actually make it, unfortunately, to leave.
0: Hmm. And now what would you have? I mean, well, right now we may be in somewhat of a transition point or we're shifting here a little bit in terms of education. In your experience, Charlize, you know, what does the future of education look like? And then also, do you think it will
1: include the closing of the achievement gap? The closing of the achievement gap is a wide open um, discussion that it has a lot of moving parts in this. uh, The structure of the whole educational system in the United States um, needs to be overhauled in the sense that we established education in the United States based on farming. So way back when, when both you and I were not even here, this thing was established from, say, like a 7 to 4 or 5 in the afternoon situation where mostly boys went to school. The girls stayed home. So, you know, with the influx flux of women's rights and all that, then little girls were able to attend school. The model for the time has not changed. So the economy, of course, being tied to what's going on as far as time in school is very, very closely connected. They're almost co-joined twins right now. That has to separate. That's one of the things that there has to be a solution right now. We're in an age of technology, so we have to embrace that. The younger kids can handle it. A lot of people say that, you know, the school is the social networking for the youngsters and they are groomed with all of that. That's true. But social media plays a large part in educating a young child. So you have some schools with a no cell phone policy. That's it's it. It's a, no, it's a zero tolerance situation for cell phones. Well, right now, you can make PowerPoints on your cell phone. You can have QR codes on your cell phone. You could do a lot. There's a lot of communication networking that's done on the cell phone. It's not all on the negative side for uh, bad things. So the educational system in this country, if they are to keep up with what other countries are doing right now, they need to start embracing the technological piece They need to involve children more in their own education. The desks, for instance, there's a new wave of, say, open kindergarten. And I believe there may be one or two places in the United States that's doing that right now. So every day a kindergartner goes outside to learn. No matter what the weather, they're outside. Um, So some other countries have explored this. We're not too... uh, we're not gravitating toward that as much because we're, we're stuck in tradition. And I think that mm-hmm. in order to move right now into the future, we have to get rid of that tradition and take that jacket off and put something else on. Well,
0: Charlize, you are certainly very knowledgeable in this, in your 27 years of experience. And our listeners out there, I'd love for you to connect with Charlize Brown who also has her MBA. So you can visit her online at brownteachinginstitute.com. Her books, again, are Making a Difference in the Classroom and Answering the Call to Teach. Charlize, thank you again. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to this podcast brought to you by AnnieDenningsPR.com. Visit AnnieDenningsPR.com to learn how you too can enjoy high-powered, no-retainer publicity to build an influential brand and achieve your goals and dreams. Till next time.